Okay, good morning, everyone. It's great to be back. Our 10 minutes of meaning on Wednesday mornings. As always, we want to thank our Elliot, Ols- Elliot Olswang, who is sponsoring in memory of his beloved mother, Marilyn Olswang Eisenberg, whose neshama should have an aliyah. When we last left off, we are on the second chapter, Perik Bez of Mesila Sasharim, the great Ramchal. And the second chapter is really the first of the qualities in Rav Pinchas Ben Yair's 12-step program to being a perfect Jew, to being a perfect human being. If you want to be complete, if you want to be whole, if you want to lead the most mindful, the most meaningful, the most complete, the most impactful life, then it's to follow this sequence of steps to grow in exactly this manner. And the first step that he identifies as Midas Hazihiras is the notion of vigilance. Vigilance is not Zerizas. Note the Ramchal does not begin with how to wake up with alacrity and zeal and enthusiasm, how to conquer the day and change the world, how to take on incredible conquest. But rather, he begins with Zahiras, how to be vigilant, how to be mindful. Because the people who take on too much end up doing nothing. They burn out quickly. And the first step in personal growth is not what you take on, but it's to analyze, to identify the obstacles that are going to get in your way. It's to eliminate the pitfalls, the stumbling blocks that historically have knocked you off course, and that if you don't see them very carefully, and you don't chart your course, then it's going to compromise your ability for success. And here the Ramchal has been talking about, within this chapter about Zihiros, we last left off several weeks ago, the mechanism of the Sahara. The mechanism of the Sahara is that the more noise, the more preoccupied we are, the less quiet, the less space we have to contemplate, to think, to reflect, then the less likely that we're going to make the right choices, do the right things, and become the best version of ourselves the more we are consumed, the more we are preoccupied. And the Mechara was writing this several hundred years ago, before technology, before we walked around with this device in our pocket that owns us, that buzzes and beeps and vibrates and distracts us and creates a permanent noise and a continuous distraction in our lives. We can't have breakthrough, we're never going to grow if we can't find quiet, if we don't have space. Because growth is the result of reflection. It's about thinking who we are, What have I done right that I'm proud of? What are my mistakes I've made that I don't want to repeat? What are my goals and how am I going to get there? All of that happens in a place of personal reflection and you can't have reflection if you don't have quiet. We get in a car, we have to play something. We stand in an elevator for the 30 second ride, we have to fidget with our phone because so many people are so uncomfortable by themselves. There's this fear of being by yourself, it's painful. So Ramchal is encouraging us. Make space. He says this was the strategy of the wicked Paro. Paro understood to double down on the work. If the people have no space, no quiet, if they can't think or reflect, they won't even realize that they can liberate themselves. They won't even realize the possibility of freedom. And we too are avadim. We're enslaved, not necessarily to the same taskmasters, but we're enslaved to technology, to work, to culture, and so on, and we never carve out that space. We don't take a step back. We don't turn it off or shut down or disconnect in order to connect to that which is really important. So we are um, towards the end of chapter 2. Such an important principle that Ramchal shares with us here. He says, if you ever believe that you don't have a Yetzirah, you think that you are so disciplined, so in control. You think you've arrived. You think you've conquered whatever it is that's your Achilles heel. Then you are still at the greatest risk. 
You have to understand the methodology. You have to understand the danger of the Yetzirah. It's a device, the evil inclination. It is a master of war. It's cunning. It's analytical. We have, who is the Yetzirah? It's not this little guy who sits on our shoulder. That imagery is not part of our tradition. Of course, the Yetzirah is that inner voice of self-sabotage. In Yetzirah is that inner struggle or tension that we all live with. So that Yetzirah, our subconscious, is even smarter than our conscious. Our subconscious is more cunning, is more creative, is more manipulative than our conscious could ever be. I learned a great insight from a therapist several years ago who was helping me with a, a couple I was working with and the husband had some challenges, addiction challenges, behavior challenges, making the wrong decisions. And he had addressed them previously and with another therapist elsewhere and he had a reoccurrence. He went back to that behavior and it was undermining, it was destroying his relationship. And the insight this therapist shared which changed my life personally and with others whom I've shared it with, is that this individual has no hope so long as they think that they could ever solve this challenge that they have. It is a challenge that for the rest of their life will be managed, but never solved. And that's what the Ramchal is saying here about the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah, this subconscious, this voice of self-sabotage, that voice that says, give in to your impulse, your instinct, your drive, your temptation, do what you want, be undisciplined. That voice for the rest of our entire lives, will be managed, will never be solved. The moment you think it's solved, whatever your Yetzirah is, anyone who's ever been on a diet, myself included, fluctuating on and off all the time with food, so when you're in a good zone with eating, you're like, chocolate cake, who would ever eat that? It's poison, it's disgusting, I have no desire. I can't ever imagine eating potato chips again. When you're in that great eating space and you're losing weight and you're feeling great, you can't ever imagine it. You think you've conquered food, it means nothing for you, you're disciplined, you're in an altogether different zone. Until a few months later when you're back fressing and gaining all the weight again and you can't imagine why anyone wouldn't want this delicious cake and these great potato chips. The moment you think you've solved something permanently is when you're at the greatest risk, you're at the greatest risk of recidivacy of doing it again. And therefore the, the Ramchal is telling us, you have to understand the potency and the power of that Yetzirah. It It is a voice within us that for the rest of our lives will have to be managed, but will never ever be solved or cured. This is what the Navi Chagai says, let your heart attend, pay attention, be mindful, be vigilant, be thoughtful, be conscious in every decision, in every moment, in everything you're doing. Because if you take your eye off the ball, if you think you're okay and you don't need to be, it's over. Don't let sleep come to your eyes or slumber to your eyelids. Escape like a deer from a hunter, like a bird from a trap. Meaning, realize the Yetzirah is setting traps all around us. So at the beginning of your day, pay attention. What are the traps in my day? When I get tired in the afternoon and my guard is down, I tend to do this. If I take my technology to that place and I'm alone, I'm tempted to look at that. The beginning of the day, look for the traps. Look where the hunter's lying in wait. And understand that the Yetzirah is cunning. You can't ever fall asleep. Don't ever let your guard down. Understand it's there and waiting. It's waiting for our most vulnerable moments when we're off guard, when we're exhausted, when we're undisciplined, or worse, when we think we've arrived. When we think we're good and it's solved. Whoever is vigilant establishes your path. If you have a strategy in this world, 
then you will see the redemption of the Ribbon Shalom. Meaning, the beginning of your day, the beginning of every hour, the beginning of every week, with whatever frequency and interval you set for yourself, you are mindful and vigilant to pay attention. What's coming up? Where have I fallen before? What are my temptations? So going back again to the very mundane example. If at the beginning of your diet and exercise regimen you say, where have I fallen off the wagon before? How am I going to do it differently this time? Where are the moments of temptation? When I go to a restaurant and I'm starving, this happens. When I go shopping when I'm starving, I buy that. When I don't have lunch prepared, I go to the vending machine. It's not just zihirus means, it's not about zirizus. I'm on a diet, I'm exercising, I'm going to be... No, it's about zihirus. Where do I go wrong? Where do I fall prey? When do I fall off the wagon? How do I eliminate those obstacles? How do I play the game in such a way with course management that I'm not going to hit the ball in the trap or hook it into the water? The last point that Ramchal makes is, in this chapter, that even with all of that, so vulnerable are we so susceptible are we to the Yetzirah. It is so cunning, and it is so sharp, and it is so strong, and we are so easily victim to it, that in addition to the planning and the strategy and the vigilance and the consciousness, ultimately the only way to persevere is to dive into a Kodesh Baruch Hu, is to submit and realize, which it's not a coincidence, within the 12-step program, and we all have addictions, some of them society puts stigmas on and others don't, but within that program it's submitting to a higher power. It's realizing that with all my effort and all my planning and all of my working hard on it, you have to submit to that higher power. Submit to the higher power, realize that without a Kodesh Baruch you have no chance. The Yitzhar is incredibly strong. It's tenacious. You know, if a person doesn't want to help themselves, their spouse, their best friend, their parents, the therapist, the rabbi, no one else can help them. And the same with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. When he sees we want to help ourselves, he sees we're charting out a plan for success, we're eliminating the obstacles and pitfalls, we're going to act with alacrity, then occur, and we turn to him for help, he's there to guide us, he's there to catch us, he's there to support us. But if we have no interest in helping ourselves, we're happy with the status quo, we're happy with the way things are, we have no interest in changing things. We're happy with the way Itzahar every time it brings us down. So he has no interest in helping us. So the Gemara Bracha says, if you have no daya, if you're not present in your own, if you're not a, being a party to the solution of your own challenges, no one's going to have pity on you. If we don't take charge of our destiny, of our future, of being the best version of ourselves, then no one else will. On this week's Parsha, just to end this, this, Pasuk says, V'yata Yisrael, Moshe says, what, do you, what does Hashem want? Viata. And now, Jewish people, what does Hashem want from you? And on this, Rav Baruch of Meshbitz taught, Viata Yisrael, and he said it homiletically, Viata, the mistakes you've made, the who you are right now, is Viata. That was Viata, that was now. But from now on, Yisrael. The mistakes that held you back, put them in the rearview mirror. You can't change the past. The past can only inform the present and the future. Viata, that was what was, was. But Yisrael, now this can be our best day yet, our best weeklet, if we live with a sense of Zahiras. Have a great day.